Welcome to the Lose Weight, Live Life podcast. If you're someone who would do anything to lose weight, yet finds it impossible to stick to a diet, to eat less, or just what you think you should, this podcast is for you. I am your host, certified life and weight mindset coach, Claire McKenzie. Listen in to learn how to stop overeating, lose weight for the last time, and create a relationship with food and yourself that you love, all without diet deprivation and self-sabotage. Hi, everyone, and a very warm welcome to podcast episode number 144, Ending Your Year with Impact. It's okay, I know the year is not over yet, which is precisely why I want to talk to you about what you do between now, which is early or mid-November, and the end of the year. There are 52 days left from the date this podcast drops, which is quite a bit of time. You can do a lot in 52 days. So what will you do with yours? If there's something you wanted to achieve or accomplish this year that you've not done yet, it's not too late. Now, I can hear my own brain saying to me, don't be silly. We've got Christmas coming up, the season of crazy, busy and overwhelm and indulgence. But we're not going to listen to that voice. We're going to be thinking instead about what we can be doing. But before I dive in and explore with you some hints and tips and strategies for ending your year with impact, I want to remind you of a couple of things. Number one. If you are a regular podcast listener and find what I share here useful and helpful, then I would be incredibly grateful if you could take just a minute and rate and review the podcast on Apple or rate the podcast on Spotify. The more positive ratings and reviews we get, the easier it is for people wanting weight loss help and support to find this podcast. And also, if you've not hit the follow or download button on your podcast app yet, please do that because it also helps other people find the podcast more easily. And of course, you'll also get podcast episodes showing up for you automatically in your podcast feed each week. And the second thing that I wanted to mention is that if you've not yet grabbed the Sustainable Weight Wellness mini program, what are you waiting for? We have taken the workshop that we ran in September and we've broken it down into small lessons with accompanying worksheets so that you can work through it bit by bit. The audio is available as well as the video replay. The audio is available via private podcast. So whatever you're doing now as you listen to this podcast, you can also work through the workshop in exactly the same way. And it is just £9, so it's great value. Find out more at www.thebestyou.coach forward slash SWW11POD. So that's www.thebestyou.coach forward slash SWW11POD. And 11 is in numbers, numerical. Okay, whether you are thrilled with the progress you have made this year or found yourself taking more steps backwards than forwards or somewhere in between, I want you to know that you can do a lot in six weeks and there are, as I was saying, more than six weeks left until the end of the year. If you've not made the progress you've wanted to yet this year, ask yourself, what do I want to be different and why? Your answer might be a result-focused goal. You might be thinking, I want to lose X pounds or weigh Y stone, or it might be a health-related goal. I want to reduce my HbA1c if you are maybe pre-diabetic or diabetic. Or your answer might be an emotional goal, something along the lines of, I just want to feel happier, or I just want to feel more accomplished or more capable. Or you might have an action-focused goal, I just want to exercise consistently five times a week. Or I want to consistently not eat foods with added sugar and refined carbohydrates. 
And she might even have a thought focused goal, which might be something along the lines of, I just want to remember that I don't feel better when I have more than the two drinks. So knowing what you want and why you want it is important. I also want to notice if you set any limitations on what you want. So you kind of think you want to work at something or create a new habit, but then you kind of decide you change your mind before you've even really thought it through. Don't do this. Don't put limitations on what you want to achieve whilst you're in the midst of figuring out what it is you want and what that might look like. Allow yourself to get clear on what you want to be different and then if you te- if you notice you're telling yourself it's not possible, just ask yourself do th- Do you know someone else who could do this? Would this be possible for someone else? Am I putting some self-limiting beliefs here in place so that I don't move forward with what I want? You see, we're all so focused on our failures that it's too easy to let them get in the way of what we want. When we don't have faith in our own abilities, it's useful to create a reality check for ourselves by asking us if we think that someone else out there in the world could achieve what it is we're wanting to achieve. Let's start with a scenario here to help us explore everything that I've mentioned already. So let's imagine Jane has been wanting to lose weight all year. So maybe she wants to lose three stone and she's kind of been working at it, but she's not seen the success that she wants. She loses a bit and then she gains a bit and then she loses a bit and then she has a heavy social week and gains it all back. She's feeling a little frustrated because she promised herself that this year would be different. She promised herself that 2023 would be the year that she adopted healthy habits for good and learned how to lose and then manage her weight for life. And she's noticing as the end of the year is approaching that one minute, well, she's kind of thinking she'll just go back to restrictive dieting in January because she's so disappointed that she's not made the traction and the progress that she's wanted to make this year. But then another minute, she knows that she doesn't want to do that because she knows even then if she loses the weight, she might gain it back. So she knows she does want to lose the weight through making healthy habit changes. So she's also fearful that actually if she doesn't pay attention, then she might gain some more weight in December and start January 2024 half a stone heavier than she started January 2023. So this is just a scenario she may or may not relate to, but I'm just talking you through how you might want to to be thinking about what you want to be different. So let's assume that Jane knows something has got to change because she just doesn't know how to be consistent enough with what's been doing. So what she's been doing, even though she's been putting in a lot of effort, hasn't been working. My advice to Jane at this point, and remember, we're looking to create something different by the end of the year. My advice to Jane at this point would be to create a list of all of the things that she could do to help herself lose weight. And I would be asking her to create a list really of all the habits that she could adopt to help her create the relationship with food and the weight that she wants. And depending on what approach Jane has taken previously, she may come up with a list of things that look something like this. Could be things like cut sugary drinks out of my diet or don't snack after my evening meal. Only eat when I'm physically hungry. Don't overeat at mealtimes. Only snack on whole foods and always ensure that the snack contains some fat or protein. Drink the appropriate amount of water each day. Do my 5k or 10k steps each day. Plan my meals. Don't eat foods offered to me by others in the office. Batch prepare healthy meals. Do a weekly yoga or pilates class. Limit eating bread and pasta to once or twice a week. Eat 30 different sources of plant-based foods each week. Eat three meals a day and don't have any snacks. Drink alcohol no more than two nights a week. 
stop having dessert, swap my sweet breakfast for a savoury one, eat my lunch and dinner off a smaller plate, always sit down to eat at the table instead of eating stood up in the kitchen or sat watching TV, at my evening meal have at least half of my plate be non-starchy vegetables, eat some healthy fat with every meal, plan my meals, write down everything that I eat, check in with a friend who wants to do the same thing every single day. Okay, and I could go on and on and on. You see, there are so many things we can do to help ourselves be healthier and lose weight, and we don't have to do all of them. Now, some of you may already have some of these habits in place, so they are your normal. Maybe you already don't drink more than two nights a week and you don't have an evening snacking habit. That's great. I want you to come up with your own list And yes, borrow ideas from this one, but I want you to think about your life and the foods you eat and create a list that is personal to you. I want you to create a long list, just like this. And then I want you to circle the top five that you think would make the biggest impact to what you want, impact to you. So which ones, which five would actually help you create what you want? Then I want you to look at those five and I want you to think about which one will be easiest for you. That's right. I want you to pick the easiest So let's say that the habit, the one that you've chosen or has, let's take as an example, not snacking after her evening meal. So Jane has chosen not to snack after her evening meal as the habit that she is going to work on consistently putting in place between now and the end of the year. And she's chosen this as the easiest one because she recognizes it doesn't actually require her to do anything. It just requires her to not do something. And so there is no conflict about it being busy season and not having time, etc., etc., because actually doing this doesn't require time. And she also feels quite hopeful that it could make quite a difference. So now, before we focus on how we can help ourselves consistently not snack in the evening, or how Jane can help herself not snack in the evening. By the way, if this is something that you want to work on, check out the show notes for this episode, and I'll put a link to a previous podcast episode where we had all about snacking. So before we help Jane not snack in the evening, I want Jane to discover why she is snacking in the evening. I want her to be curious about her snacking habits. Does she snack every evening? Does she snack on the same evenings? And when she's doing the same, does she snack on the same food, sorry, each evening? Does she plan to not snack, but then lets her primal brain override the plan? Or is the snack planned each night? Does she snack at the same time each evening? Is the snacking attached to another habit such as sitting down to watch television or reading or clearing up the kitchen before bed? Does she snack alone or with someone else? And if it's with someone else, is that person also snacking with her? Who buys the food she snacks on? I'm wanting Jane to get really clear on why she snacks and what snacking helps her avoid or create in her life. Because chances are Jane has been snacking for years or decades and doesn't really know why she does it. And the final question that's important for Jane to answer is, is she physically hungry when she snacks? And I suspect she's not. And then I would probably encourage Jane to spend the next two days observing her snacking patterns and being curious about them and analysing them through a microscope approach from a place of curiosity. I want her to look at what snacking is giving her, why she likes it, why she's not not stopped evening snacking yet if she's been wanting to lose weight for a while. And then the final piece of research is to have Jane not snack for an evening and ask her what happens in the absence of a snack. What does she think? What does she feel? What's difficult about not snacking? Or actually, does she find it really easy and it's no problem to not snack at all? And then what we do is we ask Jane to take all that she's learned, everything that she's discovered from through her own little research project and make a plan to not snack. So how do you make a plan to not snack? How do you plan to not do something? 
Well, you anticipate what is going to happen in the absence of snacking. So from Jane's own self-research, she suspects snacking is something she's unknowingly created a habit of because it's a shared bonding experience when she sits down to watch television with her husband. She kind of sees it as a treat and she thinks it gives them both some pleasure and helps them to relax. And she's noticed that not snacking felt incredibly uncomfortable, but she's not sure why. And so the plan we want to create should be comprised of what we want to think and feel to help us not snack and strategies to address any obstacles that may come up. So this might look like Jane just having the option of doing something different in the evening to break the habitual pattern. Maybe she reads in bed instead of watching television or watches television in a different room or goes for a walk with her husband or has a bath to relax instead of watching TV. And this might be something that she does occasionally to help her out or that she decides to maybe do for a week before she turns to TV watching because it will make it slightly easier to then watch TV without snacking. Another strategy is that Jane is going to want to practice the strategy of feeling the desire to have the snack and not eat the snack. So this can take some practice, which is why I suggest having a mix of strategies in place to help. So when Jane's feeling ready, she can decide to do the work of sitting down, maybe with her husband snacking next to her, and allow the discomfort of wanting to snack and instead of snacking in response she just feels that discomfort so she just allows it to feel uncomfortable that she wants to snack but she's not going to snack and this is something I teach you how to do in the academy by the way. Now whilst these two strategies I would be whilst Jane's doing these two strategies I would be advising her to be paying attention to the emotions that come up and to the chatter that appears in her mind. So, for example, if Jane's thoughts are along the lines of, but I want to have the snack because it's the only time I eat my favourite chocolate and I'm not ready to give it up yet, maybe Jane creates a plan for having some of that chocolate with some nuts during a daytime snack or having it as a part of a main meal. Or Jane might try a different approach, which is reframing how she thinks about that chocolate so that instead of seeing it as something desirable that she's depriving herself of by not snacking, she thinks of it as something that's stopping her have the weight and health that she wants. So actually, while she's used to thinking she wants it, she's learning to remember that she doesn't want it after all. And I can talk you through many more strategies and approaches. But what I want you to see here is that there is so much opportunity to make a difference to your weight, to being healthier, to changing your relationship with food by changing a single habit. And by changing that habit and learning all the different things that you do to help yourself change that habit. You see, by doing all of that, you're learning so much. Because once you learn the skills to change one habit, okay, and I've only touched on a couple of suggestions here, but once you've learned the skills to change one habit, you can use those skills to make it easier to change the next habit and the next habit and the next one. And then before you know it, you're losing weight easily and it just feels like your new normal. So I invite you to decide on the one thing you're going to work on changing between now and the end of the year so that you can build confidence in habit change and start to see what's possible for you when you work consistently towards something one step at a time. And something else I should mention that's important, and that is that this is a learning process. It's an iterative process. So you experiment continually to see what works and what doesn't work so well for you. And then you use that knowledge that you're continually building up to make small changes and create a different approach until you find one that works well for you. Okay, then. 
And so, again, just to remind you, if you would like some more help and inspiration to help you with your end of year impact, then do grab that sustainable weight wellness mini program. Go to www.thebestyou.coach forward slash SWW, the number 11 POD. As I said, it's just nine pounds. So it's great value. And find the link for that in the show notes as well. Okay, thank you so much for being here and for listening and take care. And I'll speak to you soon. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast and are ready to live a more intentional life, lose weight as a part of that journey and create a relationship with food and yourself that you love, then I would be honored to have you join the Lose Weight Live Life Academy membership and coach with me. The program offers different levels of support to suit you, including self-paced learning, twice-weekly calls, private coaching, an amazingly caring community, and lots more. Find out all the details about when and how you can join at www.thebestyou.coach forward slash coaching.